Blog Talk Radio. Numerology is a system of ancient codes found in our birth information that gives insight to the lessons we each must learn in this lifetime. Elizabeth Summers is a medium and esoteric numerologer offering her knowledge of ancient wisdoms to help fellow travelers towards a more enlightened and peaceful path. Join her now for the magical world of numbers. with me in the magical world of numbers. What a day. I don't know what your day's been like, but mine has been hopping. It has been, okay, fine, and we're going to do this, and then that, and then the car broke down, the garbage just fell. I swear we're still in Mercury retrograde, which really finishes up on June 25th, and that's fine, and we're all saying, bring it on, sort of thing. So, Tonight, uh, well, first of all, let me just sit, tell you who I am, Elizabeth Summers. I'm an esoteric numerologist, and I've been doing this work since 1988. I do readings for my wonderful people. I am a psychic intuitive where they call me with very specific questions, and I help them out, and I'm a medium where we visit with loved ones who crossed over and bless their hearts, those loved ones from spirit, they just show up in my office. And sometimes they show up when I'm doing numerology readings and I listen to them, okay, give them a little bit of time. And then they have to go sit down. And I have a visionary bench in my office where they're welcome to stay, but they have to be quiet. And some will go sit on the bench. And interestingly enough, some will say, forget this. I'm out of here. I said all I had to say. I'll see you. And I see them fade like fog into the ethers, if you will. It's very cool. Very cool. And so here we are right at the tippy-toe end of spring And here in Colorado, where I live, indeed, summer is making itself known. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. And so we're going to be in the 90s. And the beautiful thing is there's low humidity most of the time in Colorado, where I live. And I send love and support to those that are suffering the ravages of of um, floods and water and know that all of us, our hearts and our support are with you to be safe and to regroup again. Why these things happen is totally beyond me. Sometimes they are major spiritual growth situations. 
Sometimes they're a test of faith. Sometimes there's some karma involved when there's loss like this. And I don't know, and you might not know, and they don't know, but we send God's white light and blessing and tell them to be firm and to be strong and to know that they are protected in love and to begin again. So those are for our blessed people in the middle of our country, our wonderful country, that are suffering from a lot of weather conditions. Tonight, we're going to talk about an unusual letter. An unusual letter. The letter Q. Now, the way we humans in America in Western civilizations, spell our names, and our name contains all the secret codes that we are bringing into this incarnation. Very few of us have the letter Q in our name. I think that of all the thousands of readings and charts that I have done for my clients over the years, the letter Q and the letter Z rarely shows up. And I had to stop and think about the letter Q. The letter Q is at the tail end of our Arabic alphabet. And if, which I teach in the workshops that I teach, if you look at the letters and the energies connected to the letters, there's an up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, energetic influence that runs throughout the entire alphabet. The letter that precedes the letter Q is the letter P. P is in Paul. P is in perfect. P is punctuality. The letter P. The letter P has a number seven connected to it of quietness, of introspection, of circuitousness, of spirituality, of taking a back seat of going to a party and standing around the perimeter and kind of checking things out. The letter P that precedes the letter Q is an energy of introspection, of solitude. In fact, I call it the Greta Garbo number, number seven. I want to be alone. And so that's kind of the lower level what precedes the letter P is the letter O, which is O, all heart and emotion and whatever. All these letters and the numbers that equate to the letters, because remember, numbers have no power. They are a language that I teach people how to translate in their own names, which is where all the codes are found. They're birth names. Every soul names itself. What? 
my mother named me. My father named me. My Aunt Susie named me because I wanted to be like my mother or whatever, blah, blah, blah. No, doesn't work that way. They're only the mouthpieces for you, who you decided prior to the time you were actually born as a human, you decided what name you wanted to be called because when you say that name, that name is a sound, that sound is a vibration, that vibration is a memory, it is an energy of your past lives that you are using as memories of how to do human beingness in this lifetime. So your birth name is really powerful. It tells me a lot about you. Your first name's all about your human beingness and your attitudes and your behaviors and your this and that and the other thing. Your middle name is your emotional baggage that you're bringing in here. And your last name is your spiritual name, your tribal name that you have inherited from your father's spiritual DNA. Now, maybe your belief system spiritually and your daddy's belief system spiritually is totally different, but the vibration is there. Okay, fine. So in the alphabet, energetically, and it's the coolest thing, and it is what I teach in esoteric numerology, which is a specialty, but it takes us deeper into understanding. It's very, very cool. And so the letter Q is quite unique. If you just visualize the letter Q, it looks like this big O, and then on the bottom... It has a little strand, has a little stroke coming out from the bottom. Now, I think this is just the cutest little thing in the world. When I look at the letter Q, I think of a couple things. And this might sound a little off the wall to some of you. But it takes me back to when I was in college and and in biology and studying mollusks, oysters, clams. Those are called mollusks. And when they want to move along, move along, move along, they open their shell a little bit and they have a foot. And their foot comes out just like the little foot on the letter Q. To move it along, move it along, move it along, move along. My grandfather, and this was a family joke internally. My precious, wonderful grandfather. And maybe some of you do this also. Whenever he would sleep at night under the covers, he always stuck one foot out of the covers the letter Q and never did any of us ever see our grandfather our precious grandfather ever sleeping at night or in the afternoon when he took his nap thank you very much without his little foot just sticking out there 
And so I was thinking about that today, and I was thinking to myself as a soul. As a soul, all of us, when we are sleeping, the conscious mind shuts down. The subconscious mind, the soul mind, still stays awake. It still is active. And many of us, many of us, and I dare to say all of us, during sleep state, especially deep sleep state, our souls, our consciousness goes out into the spirit world to chat with loved ones. That's why sometimes during dream states, we have dreams that we're with our grandmother, our husbands, our wives, old boyfriends, whomever, whomever, because we're out there visiting. And they just might be in the spirit world, and they're visiting with us, and we're picking it up. It's very cool. But I also think that this little foot out of the blanket situation is the human just staying anchored to the human world, just staying tethered to the human world to keep like one foot on the ground. Well, it's out there visiting and being downloaded and visiting with teachers and all of that kind of life that goes on. And it does go on. Sometimes it can be extremely heavy duty in the dream state. And you can wake up and you feel exhausted, totally exhausted. That is because you have been downloaded by information, by the spirit world in previous and part of in, during your sleep state, and your human body got dumped on, trying to like regroup. Not to worry, but just know that that lethargy that you feel sometimes. After a full night's sleep, it's because you were out in the spirit world, visiting, talking to teachers, visiting with your spirit guides whose energies are extremely high, and you're being downloaded, downloaded, downloaded. And it's a good thing. Put a smile on your face, breathe deeply. Allow your human body to absorb and assimilate and get on with your day. As you know, I, in the work that I do, combine astrology, numerology, the ancient codes, a couple systems, in fact, and the ancient tarot. And so know that right now, I think we should chat a bit astrologically about what is going on in this particular moment of time. Keep in mind that there is zero time in spirit. The clock, the dates, the calendars are all human being constructs that have been developed over the years. in order 
for us to stay organized as a human um, society, as a human civilization. And so the clock and all of these other um, diagrams and things, and even in numerology, it breaks down according to time frames. There's always a little wiggle wobble room. And so right now, we are in new moon energy. The new moon, as of yesterday, the 16th, globally, in our hemisphere, was in Gemini. And I've been talking to you about Gemini in previous uh, shows. And so the sun, but on sun, sun, the sun, activity, movement forward, energy is in the sign of Gemini. And the sun is called Father Sun in many American Indian spiritual belief systems. They're a father sun. And you know it's interesting in my neighborhood that's filled with trees and it's just a beautiful peaceful, wonderful neighborhood, butterflies and birds and ramrodding cats periodically during the night screaming and carrying on. But in the morning, just before sunrise in my neighborhood, the doves, the brown-gray doves, not the white doves, the brown-gray doves, such a racket The doves are cooing and cooing and cooing and cooing. And I was told energetically the other day, because they can be a little noisy and aggravating when I'm trying to have quiet time. No. They're calling for Father Son. They're calling for the sun to come and bring its light and its brilliance. And sure enough, As soon as that sun hits my neighborhood, no more doves. They are quiet little puppies, and they are silent. They're calling to the sun, if you will. So here we are in the sign astrologically of Gemini. Father's son is in Gemini, the powerhouse vibe. It's a good thing, and it is in numerology the number one astrologically, is connected to the sun. We're going to talk about the number one tonight. But also, astrologically, the new moon is in the sign of Gemini. So you have the sun in the sign of Gemini. You have the moon, which is the emotional self. Mother moon. The moon is the feminine energy. Sun is yang. Moon is yin, yin and yang, if you want to take it to Eastern philosophy. So right now, where we are right now, we have yin and yang, mother-father energies sitting in the sign of Gemini. Now, the closest that we are, just like three days after, three days before, we are right in this new moon energy, which is a wonderful time of new beginnings. 
new beginnings. I want you to think very positively. I want you to get your ideas. I want you, this is such a positive power packed time. The farther away that we move from the new moon day, 16th, the 17th, the 18th, the 19th, on and on and on, and we get closer to the full moon when it becomes where things become culminate, come to a head as to what you have put into practice, into play, into thought, into intention around the new moon, they should begin to materialize to a large degree around the full moon down the month. So I want you to know that right now, June 16th, 17th, 18th, right in here, is an extremely power-packed time. Write down your intentions. Write down no more than 10 things. Five, six, seven, eight. Maybe if that's the best you can do, okay. New beginnings. What do you want to perform? What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to do? This is when you do it under the energy of this new moon in Gemini. This is a very conversational new moon. Yakety, 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 yak. Sometimes, you know, it makes you crazy, doesn't it? This is a time that is filled with activities. It's one thing, it's one thing, it's one thing. This is not a sitting down, rocking chair, knit needle time. Lots of activities. Very good. Very action, Jackson. So put down your ideas and put down your plans and put down your opportunities. This is June 16th, 17th, 18th. Excellent time for a lot of action, Jackson, as Elizabeth always says. Now there's another astrological happening going on now. That for some of us might be a little toughy, little toughy, but I want to talk to you about it. And it is about Saturn and Scorpio. Saturn is the Marine Corps drill instructor in the universe. It is, it is numerologically connected to the number four and the number eight. It is very disciplining. It is very realistic. It rules the sign of Capricorn. It is very goal-oriented, and it doesn't play. There's no play. I always say it's like the Marine Corps drill instructor in the universe. Well, for the last two years since 2013-14, Scorpio, uh, Saturn has been in Scorpio. It has influenced all of us, all of us in many ways, and has been particularly powerful to all of you who are Scorpios, and quite honestly, in my opinion, the sign of Scorpio is the toughest in all of the zodiac. It is an energy that digs up, it's ruled by Pluto. Just bear with me. All of a sudden, my neighbor has decided to mow his lawn, and I don't want us to enjoy the sound. Man, 
Because it's ruled by Pluto. Pluto rules death and rebirth, and it dredges up from the mud of past lifetimes, people, places, situations that we've got to deal with, and it just shows up in our lifetime, and it's like, what is this about? So Scorpios, all of us, but Scorpios particularly, have been through the mill. Well, then we had a little vacation time from December 23rd to June, about June 14th, if you will, where Saturn went into Sagittarius. Hello, Sagittarius, get ready. But now, as of June 14th all the way to September 17th, not bad, 13 weeks, we can do it. Saturn's going back into Scorpio for a little bopping up period. And know that anything in your life, all of us in our lives, but particular Scorpios out there listening, know that anything that has not been addressed properly has been put under the rug, has not been taken responsibility for, it's going to come back in your face. Don't be afraid of it. Look at it. Decide upon it. Have courage, which is what we're going to talk about tonight with the letter Q. And it's an energy that says, right, if this is for my highest good and greatest joy, bring it on. If not, Goodbye. Goodbye. The Saturn, when it goes back in its last jaunt through Scorpio, is going to provide many last chances for opportunities for a person, especially Scorpios, all of us, but especially Scorpios, to review and correct any mistakes that we have made in the past Deal with any unfinished business, clean sweep, anything that's not terrific. I do want you to know there may be some permanent endings. Permanent is the buzzword. Permanent endings. And then there's a final resolve and resolution that enough is enough and let's move on. Saturn's not going to come back here again. For 29 years, please God, we're all kicking and screaming in 29 years, still as humans. So do what you got to do. Clean up what you got to clean up. And be in joy. You know, we've all put together the game plan for this incarnation. No, there's no such thing as predestination. I don't know where that or came from the Middle Ages. But every soul has free will, has has choice. And I'm saying to you, think of the letter Q. The round circle is the universe. The universe works in a circle energetically. It is the energy of the divine, the circle. You do not be afraid to stick your foot out into life just as the mollusks, just as my grandfather, just as some of you out there. 
It takes courage, but you are still connected to the circle as the letter Q. We're going to take a break, a little into intermission. And when I come back, there are some folks in the queue. And I will see if we can do a couple mini vibrations, mini readings rather. And then I want to talk to you a little bit about the letter Q from the Pythagorean system and from the Chaldean system. Let's just take a little breather. My dear friends, this is Elizabeth Summers, esoteric numerologist, asking you to mark your calendars for June 26th to June 28th because I am going to be coming to Prescott, Arizona. I am bringing with me three fabulous workshops that I am sharing with you. And the first one will be on Saturday, June 27th, where I am sharing with you the formulas that are 2,600 years old that will give you real clear explanations as to this human lifetime that you have put together. Now, I want you to keep in mind that no math skills are required. On Sunday, June 28th, I go deeper into an advanced workshop where I share with you a 5,000-year-old code system and very special channeled formulas from Ascended Masters themselves to help you understand which ages in this lifetime are most important for you. This is an extremely power-packed two-day event dealing with esoteric numerology, bringing in tarot, bringing in astrology, and teaching you these formulas that I use in my personal readings for my clients. Speaking of that, on Friday, before we really do all the workshops, all day long, Friday, June 26th, I will be doing personal, in-person, 30-minute readings just as I do for my clients when I am talking with them on the phone. All day long, private readings. And then in the evening, I share with you a workshop based on my very special favorite I Ching practice that I have used since 1988. It is dynamic, it is universal, and it has changed my life. Join me. Go to my website, elizabethsummers.com, click on the upcoming events page, and all the information to register is right there for you. Join me in Prescott, Arizona, June 26th, 27th, and 28th. Well, it is quite exciting what is going on in Prescott, Arizona. And you know, folks, if you would like me to come to your area of the states of the United States to do my workshops and readings, give me a call and we'll see what we can arrange. In the queue, I have someone who would like to have a reading and 
When I open up the queue, I will call your area codes and your month, day is what I want, and your first and middle name is what I want, and then I will tell you where you are as far as numerology goes in this particular moment of time and what year you are in in your nine-year cycle. So we're going to go to area code 607. And hello. you're on the air. What? Hello, and what is your hello. first and middle name? Hello, can you hear me? I, I can. Can you hear me? Loud can and you hear me? clear, baby girl. Oh, good. Yes. Uh, my name is Frances, F-R-A-N-C-E-S, Reese, R-E-E-S-E. My birthday is 6-4-1959. I'm 56. Well, girl, you are on it. You have you just know what to do here, don't you? So yes, everybody <laughs> every every everyone who is fifty five years of age, it is one of the plateaus of life in numerology. Always for everybody. A time in your I, life when you are in a new direction in your life. Did and you say so 55 or 56? No, just listen to me, and I'll get okay, back okay, to you. Hold on. Okay. And so at 55 years of age, everyone is going in a new direction, but it usually takes until 56 years of age for that new seed, like a farmer planting seeds, for it to really begin to percolate. Everyone at the age of 56, is going to be looking at their values, values, values. It is a time in your life when you are um, uh, um, in partnerships even, one-on-one partnerships that your soul's been in partnership with another lifetime. You're going to have to be looking at the relationships this year. Also know that we go in nine-year cycles. And you are in year nine in as of June, as of this year, right now, June 2015, you are in year nine of your current nine-year cycle. Now, this is a very important year for you because of a couple reasons. First of all, we go in three lanes of life, three lanes of life. And you are in the process now at age 56 of ending your entire middle lane of life. This is big. You're going to put your energy blinker on and rotate into your third lane of life called your wisdom years for the rest of your life. You are in a mopping up, mopping it up time of your life. What year were you born? 1959. All right, just a moment. Let me see here. Oh, oh, this is good. I like this. So, you are rotating from your middle lane of life, which is ruled by the number four, A to B, B to C, practicality, very Saturn energy. You're moving into your third lane of life, which is all about love. And relationships and opportunities. 
and family and house and home and good things. So I want you to pay attention. This year can be a little dramatic. You are not to get caught up in drama. It's going to be like cleaning out the garage, honey. Clean out your clothes closet. Not everything's going to go, but you're going to have a choice, and you're going to absolutely know that where there's resistance, you know, some just say working here. You pay attention to that because your soul is saying to you, um, let it go. Are you thinking of moving to a new residence, new job? I would like to move south. But but you're thinking about moving, Yes. Because I do think there's going to be an opportunity for you to move on in your life. Yes. Okay. And the entire focus from a Tarot perspective that I see month to month for you this year is all about your work, all about your career, all about your opportunities. It is very important that you stay focused on day to day to day. This is a good thing. You are not to get caught up in drama, and I want you to, something is ending. So this is a good year to move out of wherever you are now and be open to something new. Now, the new may not come to you until the beginning of 2016, but you are laying the groundwork, cleaning out the garage, looking for opportunities, thinking about what you want to do. And then when you get into the first part of 2016, I think it's going to be rock and roll, and that's when the changes come. Your change is in 2016. Okay. Okay? Excellent. Thank you so much. You're you're welcome, honey. Just don't get caught up in drama. I want you to be okay. a California Valley girl this year. Okay, like whatever. Kind of thing. Whatever. Okay? Thank you okay, wow. so much. Thank you, Francis. Blessings. Bye. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you for your show. Sure. I love it. Bye. Okay, now um, that we've got Francis on the straight and narrow and on our way. Let's go back to the letter Q with its little foot sticking out there, but still connected to Mother, Father, God, the O, the circumference, the spirit world, the universe. That's us. We're the little foot. We are in there. We are connected to the O. But we as humans are just sticking our little foot out to see what's out there and how we're going to work. In the Chaldean system, the Chaldean system is 5,000 years old. I love the system. I use it particularly in what I call blueprint readings to help people go deep into their past lives, deep into their Emotional issues deep, 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 deep into their soul's memory bank. The Chaldeans lived 5,000 years ago over in the Mesopotamian Valley, which is Iran, Iraq, all that nonsense that's going on over there now. Chaos that's going over there now. 
and they were prominent astrologers. And so, therefore, their primary focus was astrology, but they did bring in the codes that we call numbers. I'm sure they had different names, different glyphs. And what we write on our checkbooks and on paper and whatever, what we write down are numerals. What I interpret as a language are numbers. Numbers have an abstract. They have their code system of information, like a language. That's why a numerology is a language called, actually called, numerolinguistics. And so the Chaldeans, with the code, the glyphs that we call Q today, has a number one connected to it of new beginnings. That's why I titled this this show about new beginnings. New beginnings, new starts, new opportunities. The number one is the sun in astrology. In tarot cards, the number one is the magician card of the major arcana. And The number one is called the downstroke of God. The downstroke. Just look at the number one. Whoosh. Down it goes. Slash. The downstroke of God. Of new beginnings. The zero, the O, of the letter Q. And in the magician card in Tarot, The magician card says, hello, there's new beginnings here. There's a new birth here for you. It's as though you're being born. It is an opportunity for you to take the reins of your life in your hands. We're not talking about codependency. We're not talking about whining. We're not talking about giving our power away, according to the Chaldeans. It says, get your act together. The number one is a masculine number. It's a mental number. It is initiative. It is drive. It is courage. The letter Q in the Chaldean system, yes, is about beginning, but it's about independence and leadership and determination and being strong-willed and having an attitude of if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Rarely, but it does happen. In a birth name, there can be no letter that equates to the number one. That's very rare. But when that happens, it tells me that that soul coming into this lifetime, whether it's male or female, in past lifetimes has never had an opportunity to be independent, to stand on its own two feet, to be initiative, to drive, courage, leadership, all of that. It has no memory. I don't know how to do that. And it's in a lot, it's missing in a lot of women's charts. It's weak in many women's charts. It's very rare in a chart that I do, that the number one is totally missing, that there's like no letter that equates to the number one. 
not just a Q. There are the letter A and the the letter S. But it all means the same thing. Now, the Chaldeans equated it to the number one. We fast forward to the Pythagorean system, which is today called Western numerology. And this code system is all over the Internet. All over the Internet. This is it. So some of you who are dabbling in numerology, plain old mundane numerology, this is the system that you're working with. I have developed, because I've been teaching this for so many years, a fabulous workbook that you can get online on my store on my website, elizabethsummers.com or magicalworldofnumbers.com, if you really want to work up your own numbers. Some people like to do that. Some people are kind of left brain. They like to work these things out for themselves. Very number one. Okay. All you have to do is order that workbook. It's all there for you. And lo and behold, it's even an e-book. We're getting very modern in my office. In the Pythagorean system. And Pythagoras, yes, of geometry fame, actually as a soul, his real name is Kathumi. He is a master being. Kind of a big guy. And he's come into human form several times over the course of the history of humanity. Kasumi came as St. Francis of Assisi and started the Franciscan order of, of mendicants. Mendicants, they roamed around a lot. Those are, that's what's called the mendicants, the mendicant order. Humility, acceptance. St. Francis loved the animals. He brought in the animal kingdom into spirituality. Prior to that, he was Bartholomew, one of the apostles with Jesus. Not one of the prominent apostles, but he was in the group. And this time that we're going to talk about now, he came into humanity as a prominent mathematician, as well as metaphysician, dealing with the abstract spirit interpretations connected to the universe. And he and his students traveled particularly around the Mediterranean, landed, settled on the island of Samos, developed what is called his mystery schools, where he taught all of this that I share with you. And then the politicians on Samos didn't like him too much, and they killed him. His students continued his work. Prior to his students continuing his work, everything was kept secret. Shh. 
secret. His students said, forget that, and began to disseminate it all throughout Europe, all throughout the Mediterranean, and of course it filtered over here into the Western civilization. And those codes are one through nine. So the letter Q in the Pythagorean system is connected to the number 26, which adds to an eight. It is the 26th letter in our Arabic alphabet. Now we're somewhat talking about the same energy that the Chaldeans had. The number eight is about mean potatoes, bread and butter. It is about management. It is about organization. It is the executive number. It is not fluffy, duffy, emotional. In fact, souls, when I add in my charts that I do for my clients, when I add all the vowels together and I see they have a four or an eight soul number that comes from the addition of all their vowels, these beings have difficulty verbalizing their feelings, the geometric that is connected to the number eight on the number four is a square. They're locked in in their feelings. Doesn't mean they don't feel. They just can't get it out of their mouths. So I tell them to write. Write it down. Send notes. Keep a diary. Express your feelings on writing. Okay, I can do that because it's very grounded. I can see what I'm feeling. I can see what I'm writing. Formulated. That's the number eight. It's very intellectual. It's very masculine, just like the number one of the letter Q. And so the number 26 of the letter Q, when it comes to a personality, maybe someone has a birthday number. I mean, it's a Q. It means it's their birthday number. This is a person who temperament-wise can deal with large corporations, large organizations can be really artistic, can be very creative, but it's very focused on the material world, upon leadership, upon management, just like the Chaldeans. And there's a concentration within them of supplying the material world, making money, making it happen, initiative, drive, let's make it happen. And so although the letter Q is rare in our culture, in our name, still nevertheless, a powerful vibration. It has the O of Mother, Father, God. And our connection, our little foot sticking out there, that is connected to it. The letter Q 
spiritually speaking, says to us, count your blessings. Just like the movie White Christmas, the song says, you know, when I'm weary and I can't sleep, I count my blessings instead of sheep and I fall asleep. Counting my blessings. You have to stay out of your head. Stay with the spiritual. Stay with your higher self. Don't allow the enjoyment of any situation to be clouded by anxiety about your future. Nothing stays the same forever, but your best insurance about future problems is to build on your current position of strength, number eight. Your current attitude. Be positive. Be optimistic. Don't worry about loss or gain. Stay in the now. Wake up in the morning. Today is a wonderful day, a day full of wonders. And you're thinking, oh, yeah, right. Oh, my God, you don't know what I have to do. No. Live fully in the here and now and stop worrying about what hasn't happened yet because it's going to weaken you. And you do what you feel is right and correct. That is your power. And if you're off track, obstacles will be put in your way if you're connected to your higher self and you pay attention to those obstacles and go in a new direction. Don't allow any kind of lurking doubts and fears to undermine your confidence. You are who you are, who you are. You trust, number one, number seven. You have reliance, number one. You believe in your own abilities, number three. I would love for you, please, to go to my website, sign up for my newsletters right there on the homepage. I'm always keeping in touch with my friends who do that. I send you every day number wisdoms, which tells you the energy of the universe of that particular day. As we say it, we write it, we think it, whatever. We throw it like a snowball out into the universe. And that energy expands and comes back to us like a boomerang. Like a boomerang. Have a reading. Bring clarity into your life. There's no reason for you to be just chasing your tail. There's a time when to hold them, when to fold them. And in the work that I do, this very ancient work, it brings clarity to your life. And with the clarity, you will have an understanding of peacefulness. Life is to be enjoyed. If God is love, we are to connect with the joyfulness of Mother, Father, God's love. That love is within you. Be in peace. Courage is connected to the number one. A woman by the name of Alice Schwimm said, Courage is not the towering oak that sees storms come and go. It's the fragile blossom that opens in the snow. That's courage. The fragile blossom that opens in the snow. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, 
that whatever you do, you need courage. Whatever course you decide upon, there's always someone to tell you that you were wrong. Is that not true? Not Ralph knew what he was talking about. There are always, he says, there are always difficulties arising which tempt you to believe that your critics are right. To map out a courage of action and follow it to the end requires some of the same courage that a soldier needs. Be courageous. Be number one. Take your power, number eight. All is divine. You are blessed. Your foot is connected to the mother-father-god energy of the letter Q, symbol. And so, until next time, know that I send you God's white light and his peace and his harmony. And know that I wish you all good things. And thank you so much one more time for visiting with me in the magical world of numbers. Mm-hmm.